on the night that I started this podcast, I decided to honor Halloween, and I'm binging on the movie Final Destination. Yes, I am watching all five movies. I haven't seen all five movies, but that should give me a lot of time to write this podcast. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international effort to pressure. Hey, hey, this is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics, and I really got to start doing some of these uh, podcasts with Joe Biden because he is such a, a crack up. I, I remember I told you that I really love politics, but I love them because I love them. It's fun. It's a hobby. Crap like that. And Joe Biden just makes this fun. So let, let's let's have some good times today. Um, let's start with this. It's a personal story. It's a warm story. Back in 1988, I was dating this beautiful Filipino girl. She was absolutely gorgeous. And we decided she was kind of underprivileged and I had some money. I wasn't rich or anything, but I would, I was 18. She was 21. And we would go out all the time. We'd go to dinner and things like that. And one of the things we did was one night, uh, not sure. It was in 1988. I know that. We went to dinner in Westwood and we went to a bar, basically. Now, she could order drinks. Um, so she would order herself a wine. She ordered herself a wine. Of course, I was 18 years, 19 years old, I think it was. Um, so I ordered myself a Coke. I couldn't drink. So we were watching, we were sitting back and, and talking a little bit, and in the background was uh, the Dodger game. It was World Series, it was the World Series, game one, Dodgers were playing the A's. Dodgers were losing, basically, throughout the game. Uh, lots of UCLA students were there, it's Westwood, and they were watching the game and enjoying it and screaming, and... This is, I, I, I just, I'm a huge Dodger fan. I was watching the Dodger game. Now, I don't remember this chick's name. Um, again, beautiful woman. I don't think, I think we would have married and been divorced like two weeks later. But, I mean, one of the things she had that was a problem was she was really self-centered. And one of the things she always wanted to hear was how beautiful she looked. And I tell her, I, I told her that every time. She's a gorgeous woman. I I really think it was good. But here's the problem. So game one, Dodgers were all losing the entire game. I didn't do this on purpose to make her look bad, but it, it, it did happen. I remember she was talking about some mundane shit. I wasn't interested in it. It, it just was what it was. And she was talking about her job, her school, her family. I didn't care. I already heard this stuff before. Um, the entire bar was into the game. I was into the game because I was a Dodger fan. I hadn't seen the Dodgers win the World Series in, I think it was six years, seven years. So it was good. So here's 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 what actually happened. The Dodgers were trailing going into the bottom of the ninth. 
down by one. Mike Davis was on first base, and Dennis Eckersley, at the time the best closing pitcher in the league, was pitching for the A's. Coming to bat, a decision that everyone questioned Tommy Lasorda after the game. Because everyone thought, Kirk Gibson? You're going to send Kirk Gibson up to pinch hit. He hadn't played the entire the entire playoffs because he had two bad knees, which he had surgery for after. He went up there. So, Kirk Gibson hobbling to the plate and Gibson worked the count to the point where it came down to three and two. And that's when the magic happened. Sacks waiting on deck, but the game right now is at the plate. High fly ball into right field. She is gone. In a year that has been so improbable, the impossible has happened. Now, I want to point out a couple of things with that play. That was first off the last time I, I saw the, well, <laughs> that was the last time I saw the Dodgers win the World Series. And that moment cost me possibly a relationship with a beautiful woman. And you know something? I was good with it. Yes, I chose Kirk Gibson over a hot Filipino chick. It, it's what happens when you're young and stupid. Except I wasn't young and stupid. I still love the Dodgers probably more than the gals whose name I can't even remember right now. Uh, the other thing is Vin Scully. Vin Scully is the greatest announcer, I think, in baseball history. He's up there with Bob U He's he Bob Euchre is probably the second best, and he's not even close. Third, I edited that tape because the cheering this is one thing that Vin Scully does really well he lets the moment set in and it was literally two to three minutes between when Gibson hit the home run and when Scully made the improbable the impossible has happened he he let the crowd enjoy Third thing, if you go to dumbassestalkingpolitics.com, I've actually got the video of the thing. What was the asshole that was driving out of the stadium actually thinking as he slams his brakes when he hears the broadcast on his car radio that Kirk Gibson has won the game for the Dodgers? So if you look in its right field, he hit it in the right field seats. There's a car driving away because he figures, typical Los Angeles fans, by the way, he's driving away and suddenly the home run is flying and you see the brake lights go on the car. What? That guy is famous because it's always going to be 
don't leave a freaking game before you know the result. Because one run, two runs, even seven runs, you never know until it's over. It was one of the greatest moments that I, I will remember this moment for the rest of my life. And one of the reasons I say that that Filipino gal, it wasn't that big of a deal. I don't even know her name anymore. But I'll remember Kirk Gibson. I'll remember Mike Davis. And I'll remember those two brake lights that went off when that home run was hit. Because that's a thing. And that's why I know. And the great thing is, well, let's get to the main point. The Dodgers won the 2020 World Series. And it was a big deal for me. I watched the entire World Series. I'm very superstitious. I typically don't watch World Series games involving the Dodgers or even playoff games. But I saw game one. The Dodgers won game one. I watched the entire game. I figured, okay, so my superstition says I need to watch every game. Some games they won. They obviously lost two games. <laughs> it probably is stupid. But the reality is I watched them. You know what I'm thrilled about about this? My kids. My kids have never seen the Dodgers win a World Series. They've seen the Lakers win the NBA championship, but it's not the same thing. So they won the World Series. Yay them. Um, my kids got to see it. And it was in a year where my son-in-law loves the Lakers. It was in the same year that the Lakers won the championship. I can't remember when that's happened before. So it, it was it was great. The Dodgers won the World Series four games to two. They won the last game. Uh, I think the score was three to one. It was a great game. Corey Seager won the uh, MVP. He deserved it. He did very well. Um, it was a great. It, it it seems fantastic. Now, let's talk about the bad things when. LA teams win a World Series. Needless to say, there were the riots. This ha these riots happened after the Lakers won. Well, they happen after every time the Lakers win. These riots happened after the Dodgers won. It's disgusting. I I'm not understanding. It this is one of the reasons why I like hockey more. When the Kings won their two Stanley Cups, you didn't see the riots. You didn't see people stealing things. That didn't happen. And that's because hockey fans are classy. I, I, I don't know what else to say. They're not... They're not... They just... It's a sport and they see it as a sport. So, I, I just think... And that's why I'm a huge fan of hockey. I love hockey. I watch hockey all the time. You don't see any kneeling with hockey. You don't see anything political with hockey. Well, that's probably because half of them are from Canada. The other half are from frickin' Europe and the Slavic countries. And then you've got three quarters of them from the United States. And that's an exact... I know, that's 100 and 
75%. But I'm just saying, it, it seems like, God, I love hockey. I would love for the Kings to win the Stanley Cup. I love it because you don't have to worry about riots or anything bizarre like that. Now, here's something that's really bizarre. You may not know this, that the that the Dodgers and the Lakers won their championship, their championships. No one would be surprised if you did not know that the Dodgers and the Lakers won their championships. Because according to the ratings, no one was actually watching. The Tampa Bay Rays, who the Dodgers played, had an instant classic walk-off game four home run. And it only drew 8.95 million viewers. So 9 million viewers. This was the second lowest viewership in World Series history. The worst was Game 3 when the Dodgers won at 8.2 million. Now, for contrast, the Game 7 between the Cubs and the Indians was at 50 million. Game 7 of the classic 19... Uh, 986 Mets Red Sox series was es had an estimated viewage as high as 60 million because this is America's game. Now, when you take a look at that, you see that viewership of the World Series dropped by like 88% and it didn't drop that much. That's comparing the best game to this World Series. It's down about 70%, 60%. This isn't baseball. This isn't attributable, attributable only to baseball. This is also a thing with every sport under the sun. NBA viewership was down 67% from 2018-2019. The final game of the NBA Finals had a 5.6 million viewership. That's really low. I was one of those viewers. I did watch the Lakers win. That's down 51% from last year. But the NBA has been losing viewers for years. The final game of the 1998 NBA Finals with Michael Jordan and a very less talented league. I, I do not think Michael Jordan was better than Kobe Bryant. I don't. I think Michael Jordan was in a league that did not have any talent. That game had 36 million viewers. Compare that. 5.6 million to 36 million. That's down almost 80%. And they've been falling. The NBA playoffs this year dropped 75% overall compared to the um, viewership last year. The NFL is also suffering, which is actually kind of a surprise, sort of. The NFL used to be something that cleared streets every Sunday and Monday nights. The viewership has dropped like a rock. The NFL is averaging a 33% drop in viewership. A year, including this year, this year so far. So you got to be asking yourself, why is this stuff happening? 
First, I, I've got a I've got a few reasons. First, the games are becoming unwatchable. I think this is main the main reason. The NFL and NBA have become wards of the officials, of the referees. They there seem to be fouls and penalties on every play. You can't do what you used to do in the 80s and 90s when you had Jordan and Magic Johnson. The other issue is, I think this is... People are getting tired of the spoiled child syndrome. These players are constantly whining about being fouled, never admit they committed a foul, and celebrate way too much when they score a basket or gain a first down, gain a yard to get a first down. Here's a newsflash. That's your job. You're supposed to score baskets. You're supposed to be able to run a yard to get that first down. That's what you're getting paid millions of dollars for. People like Larry Fitzgerald and Jerry Rice, who never over-celebrated, don't exist anymore. Now these guys celebrate if they get water from their water bottles into their mouths. It's disgusting. It's stupid. I And I can't stand it. And that's one of the reasons why I barely watch sports anymore. The other thing that is killing viewership, the fact that these billionaires are bitching about being victims. Yes, it's woke culture that's killing these sports. The NBA actually had Black Lives Matter written on their floors during the games. And they allowed the players to wear some sort of social justice warrior message. Now, the social justice warrior message had nothing to do with like free China, free Hong Kong, or anything like that. It was all left-wing social justice messaging. And they their viewership dropped 75%. What a freaking shock. But what is really bad is these billionaires are bitching about being victims. So when you have LeBron James who's complaining that um, he can never get ahead because he's a black man, he's worth over a billion dollars, and he makes $10, 15000000 dollars a year, and he works six months a year, it's going to be really hard uh, for him to preach about systemic racism, and which most don't believe is a thing in the first place. But ignoring the enslavement of Muslims in China, I huh? That's not a thing. Here's here's the thing: sports has decided to go political. I think that's done on purpose. Um, it's never been done before. They decide to kneel during the national anthem. They've decided to wear these social... The NBA's getting it. They actually removed the Black Lives Matter posts on their NBA floors, and they should have. Because, by the way, it, it, Black Lives do matter, but capital B, capital L, capital M, no, they're just a Marxist uh, organization. No one cares. No one wants to hear it. So... Yeah, good. I think it's good to see that sports are getting killed. 
I, I, that's what we should be seeing right now is sports getting killed. And I'm a Dodger fan, not much of a basketball fan, but I'm glad the Lakers won. I watched game seven, uh, game six or seven or whatever it was. But I, I just think sports needs to understand something. Here's something really weird with sports. It's entertainment. If the Dodgers had lost, if the Dodgers had lost this year, guess what would have happened to me? Nothing. I was like, okay. And the Dodgers won this year. Do you know what happened the next day? Nothing. I not my life did not change at all. Whether the Dodgers win or lose means nothing to me because sports don't mean anything to me. So anyway, let's go into the, speaking of social justice warriors, let's go into a, quote, controversy, end quote. I'm doing the air quotes thing. You can't see it. So according to ESPN, <laughs> this is going to be great. Quote, Justin Turner violated coronavirus protocols when he celebrated on the field with his Los Angeles Dodgers teammates and refused instructions from security to leave the field. Behavior that Major League Baseball said risks the safety of others. The commissioner, commissioner's office said Wednesday that it started a full investigation of the 35-year-old third baseman. The Dodgers won their first World Series championship since 1988 with a 3-1 victory over the Tampa, uh, Tampa Bay Rays in Game 6 on Tuesday in Global Life Field. Turner was pulled from the game following the seventh inning after the MLB was notified that he had tested positive for COVID-19. He was quarantined in a doctor's office, Dodgers president of baseball operations Andrew Friedman said. Turner later returned to the field wearing a mask to celebrate the Dodgers title. He then took down his mask and posed for a team photo. Quote, Immediately upon receiving notice of the laboratory of a positive test, protocols were triggered, leading to the removal of Justin Turner's, Turner la from last night's game. End quote. MLB said in a statement Wednesday. Quote, Turner was placed in isolation for the safety of those around him. However, following the Dodgers' victory, it is clear that Turner chose to disregard the agreed-upon joint protocols and instructions he was given regarding the safety and protection of others. While a desire to celebrate is understandable, Turner's decision to leave isolation and enter the field was wrong and put everyone he came in contact with at risk. The MLB security raised the matter of being on the field with Turner. He empathetically refused to comply. Turner is subject to discipline under the agreement between MLB and the Players Association on the health and safety protocol. There is nothing specified in the agreement about the range of penalties. The commissioner's office said it would consult with the Players Association as a result of, uh, uh, as part of the investigation. The union was in process of gathering facts in the events, on the events. You know what? Good for Justin Turner. He's played with the Dodgers all year. He's played with the Dodgers for the last four, five years. He has been an important factor 
for the Dodgers for the last four or five years and has helped them reach the World Series three times. He has lost in the World Series twice. He is a team leader, was important to them in finally winning a World Series. He is also in his early in his mid 30s. He left the field when he was told notified that he had COVID and when they won celebrated with his team who by the way at the average age of 25 has a 0.01% of dying from COVID. Good for him for celebrating. It'll be worth the suspension of 10, 50, 100 games next year. Shame on the MLB and shame for ESPN for making this into something that it's not. I'm sorry. I would have celebrated. I have no problem with Justin Turner celebrating his World Series win. And yes, he's got to take off his mask, which by the way, there there's nothing that proves that masks actually do much. He wore his mask until he took his picture. Good for him. He was probably sitting next to Mookie Betts, who has a 0.00001% chance of actually dying from COVID-19. So what? Congratulations to the Los Angeles Dodgers. I'm proud of Justin Turner for doing what he did. This is a non-story. This is a stupid story. And if the MLB decides to crash on to this left-wing, woke narrative of COVID is going to kill anyone, shame on the MLB. Okay, so anyway, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at RunninFool, R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L. You can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Twitcher, and YouTube. You can uh, visit my website at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com so you can get all the links, all the video. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. <laughs>